We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Hello again, everyone. Greetings and thanks for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, we're focusing on what we call keys to victory. Which, of course, begs the question, what kind of victory are we talking about? Right. Are we talking about a victory over something specific, Mm -hmm. over someone, a movie? What is it? (laughs) Well, first of all, we're talking about a spiritual victory. And for the sake of simplicity, we will equate victory with a graduation of sorts. You mean a spiritual getting out of Dodge? Yeah, exactly. You've heard us say many times that the goal of life is the ascension. When through learning and self-mastery and meeting certain criteria, we finally graduate from Earth's schoolroom and achieve reunion with the heart of God. This is the greatest goal to which we can aspire. And it's something we all can do. We have the tools, the techniques, and everything available to us right now that can make our ascensions possible. Hence the title of our show today, Keys to Victory. If you are willing to accept for the moment that the ascension is indeed what you and your soul truly want, then you will definitely want to know how to make this happen. And no doubt you heard us speak many times on this show about the importance of knowing not only where we're going, but Mm -hmm. how to get there. Again, our spiritual victory, our ascension, is something we must willingly choose by free will. And once we've chosen, we've got to learn what steps we can take from here to there to get there. Exactly. You know, one thing we know from our own personal experience is that we find ourselves drawn to spiritual things because we feel a lack in our own lives of something special something transcendent, something enlivening and real. You know, it's a hunger that we feel on all levels of our being, from the soul level all the way to the physical. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that it's lunchtime. (laughs) And satisfying this hunger becomes the focus of our spiritual journey. You know, that's right, Ross. At a certain point, this hunger is something that we simply cannot deny. Yeah, most people who find God feel this way, that pressure of trying to find the right thing. You know, but finding God is really just the beginning of the journey. We want to do more than just simply find God. I think we want to join God, to live forever with God. To be one with God. 
So what are the keys to achieving this marvelous victory of oneness with God? Well, first of all, I think we need to begin with the ascended masters. As always. These saints and sages from East and West and all the major world religions have definitely gone before us to light the way home. They're the ones who show the way, and they desire that we follow them back to God's heart. You know, and they have bequeathed to us a vast and wonderful body of teachings that clearly illuminate this path, the one that we must follow to achieve our goal of ascending. You know, Tom, again, I must say, if you've been listening to us for any length of time, (laughs) not just this hour, but over time, you will have heard us mention, of course, the vital trans meaning flame many times. Well, you know, it's a topic that bears repeating. Uh, you know, aside from the love that fills the cosmos from God's heart and the gift of free will, the violet flame is probably the greatest boon to all who aspire to follow a spiritual path. Well, it's the flame of transmutation that can help us balance our karma, mm-hmm. our debt to life, which we must balance at least 51% of before we can claim our ascension. You know, I think this will be a great topic to discuss with our friend Sidney Bennett later mm-hmm. in the show. There are a number of basic criteria for the ascension that will ask Sydney to enumerate. Well, that's a great idea. Let's go back to the violet flame, though. As we've said many times, the violet flame is the transmuting, Mm -hmm. forgiving, cleansing, merciful Mm -hmm. flame. And it has the power, when used like it says on the package, to accelerate (laughs) the cleaning up of our karma. It's a very powerful tool. Yeah, and obviously using this tool properly can be an absolutely essential key to spiritual victory. So what's the best way to make use of the violet flame? Decrees. Decrees. Yeah. In the recent show on decrees, we describe them as powerful vocal prayers that, when given with focus and fervor, can change our lives and change the world. Decrees are powerful. After all, sound has played an essential role in God's creation, and we know that when we speak and we think, we create. That's right. You know, we know that words are powerful, especially when delivered with conviction. You know, just look at the power of our news media to Mm -hmm. shape opinion and discourse, for example, or the power of those authority figures in our lives, our parents, mentors teachers, priests, pastors, and leaders. We accept their authority, and this authority lends power to their words. So now magnify that a hundred or a thousand times, and you have some idea of the power of decrees because you are speaking with the voice and the power of God. (laughs) Makes you want to think twice before opening your mouth, doesn't it? (laughs) I'll say. So considering our keys for victory, what do we have so far? We have the Ascended Masters, the Violet Flame, and we have decrees. What are some others? Well, how about the Tube of Light? The chart of your I am presence, our mystery schools, God's angels, a strong support community. You know, needless to say, we've got plenty of keys to help us win our victory. I'll say, you know, I think that one of the core principles we have to remember is that all life is God, literally. And given that God's energy is really the only power that can act, we must begin to believe that everything is possible with God. Well, we call this faith, of course, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I think that's from uh, Hebrews. Excellent. Uh, Ready for the bonus round? (laughs) Well, you know, I just happened to know that one. And Oh, well, please carry on. As I was about to say, faith is another key to victory. Faith in the outcome that we desire, our belief in our worthiness to ascend is crucial to claiming our victory. You know, and this is a faith that we can build and sustain daily through our decrees, prayers, meditation, and right living. Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot about this when we get to our question and answer mm-hmm. section with Sid Bennett. You know, this is really what we've known for some time as the, what we call the coming revolution in higher consciousness. Well, yeah, and I think that there is, you know, a, a, a plan of victory that we can refer to. I mean, again, obviously, we have to build and sustain daily through decrees, prayers, meditation, and right living. And in particular, we need to know more about the ascension as a natural process of spiritual evolution, which is what you're referring to, Mm -hmm. in part at least, as the coming revolution in higher consciousness. So, you know, I think that it's all about waking up, 
to a whole new reality in spiritual consciousness. And the best part is, as we've been saying in so many different ways, we are all candidates for the ascension. Mm -hmm. We've all got what it takes to graduate and claim victory. <laughs> well, you know, th that's an explosive topic. It really is. <laughs> well, <you know. laughs> that's one of many explosive topics. Here's another one <laughs> that we have the opportunity, because we all have this within us, to achieve Christhood, just as Jesus and others said the masters have done. And that's explosive. Mm -hmm. Well, if we haven't already, it's time to plan for graduation. Yep. We spend enough time in this challenging schoolroom we call Earth. Let's take the next step. Our spiritual evolution is a divinely natural process. Yep. It's time to join the revolution in higher consciousness. Let's discover the keys to victory and win our ascensions. Amen, brother. Let's hear what our friend Harry Kennedy has to say. Let's do that. The Plan of Victory The plan of victory for the children of God was nobly defined in the life of Jesus and that of many other avatars who have been sent by God. They are exemplars who point the way of freedom to generations who have lost their contact, not only with God, but also with the heavenly hosts and the elementals. The ascension and the overcoming of every binding condition that must precede it are the birthright and the highlight of the life of all who are born of God. When through service to life, an individual son or daughter of God attains mastery over outer circumstances, balances 51% of his karma, and fulfills the divine mission that is the unique plan for his life stream, he may then return to the throne of grace, being perfected in the ritual of the ascension. Once ascended, he is known as an ascended master. Here life truly begins, and man is ordained a priest of the sacred fire in the eternal ever-enfolding service of his God. All of life, hence all of God, is in the process of ascending when it follows the divinely natural process of spiritual evolution. It is, therefore, through the ascension that angels, elementals, and men find their way back to the heart of God. We are urged by all of heaven to seek our own Christhood for many reasons. Jesus told his disciples that if they were to eat any deadly thing, it would not hurt them. Such is the way of the saints. They can transmute anything that comes into their bodies and into the body of the planet. Everything is possible with God. If enough spiritually adept people lived in a city or a home, that home or city would have a spiritual dome of protection placed over it that nothing could penetrate. Perhaps that is how St. Paul's Chapel only a block away from the World Trade Center, remained intact in the aftermath of the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001. This amazing story was published in the Boston Globe. St. Paul's Chapel is Manhattan's oldest public building. It contains the oldest known oil painting depicting the Great Seal of the United States and the monuments and tombstones of some of the country's earliest heroes. George Washington visited this chapel in 1789 after his inauguration at the nearby Federal Hall. When police escorted Reverend Lyndon Harris to St. Paul's early in the morning of September 12, he could not believe his eyes. Although buildings all around it had been destroyed and the chapel was surrounded by chunks of steel and rubble, somehow St. Paul's remained untouched. Not even a window was broken. Reverend Harris said, It's hard to say this isn't a miracle, the fruit of some divine intervention. I think it stands as a beacon of hope and a metaphor of good standing in the face of evil. 
The chapel's pews quickly became beds for police officers, firefighters, and soldiers taking breaks from their shifts. Hundreds of rescue workers were fed in the chapel, and it also served as a depot for supplies. Police officer David Capolini said, It's amazing how peaceful this place can be, given how much is going on around it. No doubt many took time to pause in prayer and to read the words of a prayer by a soldier from long ago. Etched in bronze on the wall are the words of the Christed One, George Washington. Almighty God, we make earnest prayer that Thou wilt keep the United States in Thy holy protection. Plugging into God If we are not plugged into God through the Holy Spirit every day and every hour of the day, we will have a hard time being able to stand up against the planetary forces of darkness, let alone solve the many problems that face the nations in these troubled times. It does not matter if you are imperfect, or not trained, or not developed in self-mastery. God is the allness of you and in you. When you determine to turn your life over to Him, to turn your body temple over to Him, He can act through you, and His angels can be with you. The times in which we live call for singleness of purpose. This is a time for all of us to plug into God and plug into our higher self. When the Lord lets His mantle descend upon you, when your higher self, your I Am Presence descends upon you, then you can have the empowerment of God to challenge forces of evil, beginning with those forces you have allowed to lodge within yourself and moving on to those that prey upon those nearest you. You can assist your loved ones and reinforce them with strength because you daily commune in prayer, in love, and in service to your God. Wherever you live, in whatever city or state or nation, you are a pillar of fire. You can keep the flame in your city. You can keep that candle burning. As the Master said long ago, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clara Prophet about the coming revolution in higher consciousness. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? 
home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In the following interview entitled Higher Consciousness, Elizabeth Clare Prophet explains that the coming revolution in higher consciousness is all about unlocking the energy of God that is the spark of life within the heart of each one of us. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Would you tell us what you mean when you talk about the coming revolution? Doug, the coming revolution is a revolution in higher consciousness. But it really is a revolution that will affect every part of our lives. Because at its core is the unlocking of the energy of God that is the spark of life within the heart. It's the threefold flame of the real self. And when the individual makes contact with that real self, it's like the bursting of a fountain of light and of an energy coil that envelops the entire being and becomes a spiral of a higher self-awareness. And through this higher self-awareness, we then can and join forces for a revolution which is really to be a turning around of our way of life on earth. Civilization today, even in America, is in a downward spiral of moral decay, degeneration, a lessening of self-worth and the worth of life, which we see evidenced in liberalization of abortion laws and in controversy over euthanasia, the idea that that human life is no longer as valuable as it was and as it was esteemed in our early history. This is because we have not yet discovered that our life is God, that God is life within us. And it's because we have projected our awareness of God outside of ourselves and accepted the condemnation that we are sinners that there comes this lessening of individual self-worth Hence, a movement toward socialism, a mass consciousness, a welfare system where the individual gets lower and lower and lower until we are all finally reduced to the lowest common denominator of the human consciousness, which is the level of the animal. And we are told we are animals instead of sons and daughters of God made in his image and likeness. How widespread do you think this revolution is going to be? I think that the spark of this revolution, once it ignites, our consciousness is going to leap city to city around the earth. Because I believe that everyone is just on the verge of contacting that inner light and that inner self. And contact with that inner self is what made Jesus the world figure that he was and is. That same contact gave for Gautama Buddha a following, a religion, an enlightenment, an energy. And energy is the key. 
an energy that enabled him to have to this present day millions and millions of followers. All of the great lights of history, whether they have been scientists, artists, statesmen, doctors, and so forth, when they have had this essential key of reverence for life, such as Albert Schweitzer or Mohandas Gandhi, when they have discovered that life as the spark within instead of something removed, that is when they have become effective on the world scene. And this is why the movement, which we call the movement for the coming revolution, is something that is so explosive. It is not explosive in the outer revolutionary sense. It is an inner revolution. But the inner revolution cannot help but change our entire way of life on earth because it liberates that soul force. And this is why we're having a conference on soul liberation and the key at that conference is the ascended master saint germain the master of freedom and of the aquarian age now what does saint germain have in mind for this conference the point of his coming is initiation and this gets into a very interesting subject what is initiation initiation means that you as a disciple of jesus christ of gautama buddha or of any of the ascended masters desire to come up higher in your state of consciousness. You desire to understand more of God and to be more of God within your heart and mind and soul. It takes an ascended master to convey that light, to convey an increment of energy, an increment of the mind of God, to give you that expanded self-awareness. This is the meaning of the term initiation. The guru-chila, or master-disciple, relationship has been going on for thousands of years. It is the means of the transfer of God's energy, which someone, namely the guru or the teacher, has concentrated within his being because he has contacted the inner self. As he has a greater concentration or a reservoir or a resource of that energy than ordinary people, he becomes the one the point in hierarchy who is called the guru who can make the transfer to those seeking that same attainment and that same contact. So Saint Germain is one such ascended master. He has been serving the flame of freedom as he has embodied upon this planet for at least a hundred thousand years. He finally made his ascension after his incarnation as Francis Bacon in 1685 and has been serving as the master, the ascended master of the seventh ray. Particularly in this century, he's come forward to release his teaching on the I Am Presence and the Violet Flame. And so at our fall conference on soul liberation, the Master Saint Germain is coming to contact personally his chilas. Now that coming is not a physical coming, although some see him. It is the coming of the Master in his finer bodies, as we call them. His presence is felt, his light is felt, his energy is transferred. Those who have made the step to concentrate a greater manifestation of light within their chakras or centers do see the Ascended Masters standing on the platform and surrounding the auditorium. Others do not see, but they feel. Others do not feel, but they hear the word and they gain a new understanding. So that all who come are at different levels of awareness, hence different levels of initiation. Now what does this have to do with the coming revolution? St. Germain is the one who sponsored America, and he sponsors freedom in every nation today. He has taught us that those whom he calls the spoilers or the fallen ones have invaded every area of life in our civilization. 
They have interfered with the economic policies of the nations, with politics, with education, with religion, and they have taken from the people their just and rightful inheritance of the abundance of God's grace and his gifts and even material supply. Therefore, St. Germain comes to teach us the science of the spoken word. He comes to assist us in unlocking our own energy source, which is God, so that we can right these wrongs, not by violent revolution, but by the revolution that comes through the flow of cosmic consciousness, of tides of light from the central sun, of energies that are the alchemy, a literal alchemy for the transformation not only of the individual soul but of society as a whole. What is your personal contact with the Master Saint Germain? Saint Germain is the master who sponsored me in this life, whose picture which I saw when I was 18 reminded me of my inner vow to him which I made before coming into embodiment. I recall standing before him and making my vow to him that I would take up that torch of freedom and serve him. And so, a few years after I saw his picture, he contacted me through the Ascended Master El Moria, saw to it that I was trained as a messenger, and today he is releasing his teachings through me, and these can be had by our listeners in Pearls of Wisdom. These pearls of wisdom contain the basic teachings of the Master Saint Germain as he has given them over the past fifty years and they are vital messages for all who cherish freedom as an inner flame as well as a way of life in America for which this nation was founded and which ought to be the motivating light of all our decisions public and private. I think that St. Germain is probably a very unfamiliar figure to much of our audience. How can they overcome the strangeness of dealing with someone they've never met before? You know, St. Germain is Uncle Sam. And I think Uncle Sam is more than a picture on a billboard, more than an advertisement to join the armed forces. When we think of Uncle Sam, we think of someone who is kind of the spirit of America. And that is indeed who St. Germain is. He is the very person, the very essence of our culture and of all that we stand for, not in the sense that we are exclusive, but in the sense that we have a gift a great gift from Almighty God which is ours to give to all of the nations of the earth. St. Germain teaches us what that gift is and how we can implement it and how we can take that gift as a precious energy as well as an understanding and save that freedom which we have been given and save this nation for another round of opportunity because America was founded so that those who came here might experience this soul liberation, this reunion with God, which comes as we walk the path of initiation under St. Germain, the master of the Aquarian age. Is St. Germain's message for all Americans or just the few who are into mystical teachings? Doug, St. Germain's message to the American people is very basic. It's to every man, woman, and child. Far from being metaphysical speculation or mysticism, it's a practical, down-to-earth, concrete statement of the Master who is truly the Master of the Flame of Freedom. It is entirely in agreement with the tradition of Jesus Christ. You will recall St. Germain was embodied as St. Joseph, who was the protector of Jesus and Mary. 
Saint Germain, then, is one with Jesus Christ, and there is no conflict from the standpoint of either religion or politics in our finding out more about this wonderful individual, this wonderful person, this pure son who has individualized the God flame, attained mastery in time and space, and ascended to be one with the immortals. He tells us how to live, how to restore our birthright, how to regain control of our money and our money system, how to work, for instance, in overcoming the problems of taxation and what is happening in the administration today as tax upon tax is leveled upon the American people. He speaks to us of the truth of abortion, the fact that we are killing God or the potential for God within the womb and therefore creating an enormous karma that is coming upon our nation as a disruption in the weather and plagues foretold in the book of Revelation. He is truly the voice of the seventh angel that comes to warn us of the dangers to our heritage if we do not fulfill our destiny and our calling as we represent the sons and daughters of God and the 12 tribes of Israel. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we're joined by Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to the Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. 
If you have a question or comment. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back. Joining us is Sydney Bennett. Hi, Sid. Gentlemen. Hello, Sydney. You know, a bit earlier in the show, we alluded to a question that we felt you could answer for us, and it's this. What are the basic qualifications for the Ascension? Well, I want to just, before I go into the details of that, I wanted to mention, Tom, that the key of everything is love. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, I started out in banking many years ago, and we had a policies and procedures manual. If you wanted to do something, you looked up at section, subsection, and and you did exactly what it says, you'd get the right results. Right. It was only about an inch thick, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and so the path of the ascension does have requirements that we must meet. Mm -hmm. But the key is the development of the heart, the development of love, the love of God, the love of creation, and the desire to serve that life. Now, as you're doing this, we all have karma. And mm-hmm. so you have to balance 51% of your karma to make your ascension. Used to be 100%, and there weren't many making it, i got to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And so now the opportunity is to balance 51% while you're in embodiment, or more, obviously, mm-hmm. and the balance after you ascend. You also must fulfill your divine plan. Each mm-hmm. one of us has a unique divine plan to fulfill and a gift that we need to give to God's creation. And so that's the other thing we must do. Mm -hmm. But it all boils down to that love, that service, that spiritual path that the saints of East and West have taken. Divine plan. That sounds like a future show title. (laughs) 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 Really does. Well, good, Sid. And, you know, I... In looking at the ascension and thinking about the ascension, uh, this is a very spiritual process. And we've been talking about light bearers and the threefold flame and love, mm-hmm. lots of love um, for everybody and for all of life. But are there, are there folks around who really aren't candidates for the ascension? Well, as we know and have been told in the past, we've discussed at previous shows, the fallen angels who were kicked out of heaven by Archangel Michael had to go someplace and unfortunately came to earth. Darn. And so they are not only in physical embodiment in some cases, but they're working from uh, very low vibrational levels out of embodiment. Mm -hmm. Now, they obviously are not candidates for the ascension because they choose not to be. Anyone that wants to be on the path of the ascension can be. Even the fallen angels have opportunity to repent, to turn around, and to return to God. Not many do, unfortunately. Mm, But until you make that decision, you know, you're not a candidate. And if you don't want to be a candidate, as hard as that is to believe, you aren't either. Yeah. Um, Can you give us some idea of how long we may have been making our way through Earth's schoolroom, you know, I mean, balancing our karma? It's probably a lot longer than we might think, right? Well, you know, I don't know for sure. It's been a long time. Mrs. Prophet mentioned that St. Germain had been uh, working with Earth for at least 100,000 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read some sources. Uh, Ledbetter, who has uh, written about esoteric things, says we've been here in the millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty incomprehensible to think about it. But let's just agree we've been here a long time. But it's interesting. Agreed. We're not all the same age. There have been different root races that have embodied on this planet, some in great antiquity, mm-hmm. and some are still to come. For instance, uh, the time of Jesus was the sixth root race. And so there were new souls that embodied on Earth after Jesus, that only knew Jesus. That's why you've got people that, you know, for them, Jesus is the end-all and the be-all. They're new souls. Mm -hmm. And there's another root race of souls, brand new souls, destined to come forth on planet Earth called the seventh root race, which will embody in South America. But they're being held up because Mm -hmm. 
God is not going to send forth these new pristine souls, the situation on the planet right now. You know, I'm reminded of something I think you said to us, Sydney, a couple of weeks ago, um, and that is that the first three root races were all part of golden ages. Right, and they all ascended. They all ascended. That was before yeah, right. the fall of the fallen angels, mm -hmm. and everybody made it. And so since the fourth root race, uh, we've been stubbing our toe a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Well, you know, when we talk about root races, what, I mean, can you define that for, for those who are not really quite sure? They kind of get it, but what is it? It, it is a new concept. I understand that. When we, when we understand that God is continuing to create, it just didn't create once, mm -hmm. but he creates anew. And mm -hmm. so there are new souls coming forth, and they're almost like a group mandala or a group of souls. For instance, whatever root race I may be of, or you may be, or any of our audience may be, mm -hmm. you came forth as a group. You have a, right. a group mission as well as an individual one. But what we have on planet Earth right now is quite a mixture of many root races and many beings that have sort of found their way here that may not be supposed to be here. So it's quite a, quite a situation we're in. We're well, a root, a root race would be synonymous with a life wave, right? We've heard exactly. that term before, right? Sure. A new model here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when we talk about these things, this might explain sometimes when you, you find yourself in your work or, you know, I mean, when I go to trade shows and things like that, you find yourself amongst a lot of people who all kind of think the same way and are all, and mm. it's no coincidence. Obviously, sometimes we feel like we're part of this great big thing, and we are. And that may be a career, a vocation, mm -hmm. or a momentum you have for many embodiments, but there's a spiritual side to that, too. Right. And when I came to community and found community, I discovered there are other people like me that were searching for God uh -huh. that shared the same goals and the same hopes. My experience, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, community, that's another good one. Well, we know from the Ascended Masters, from the Bible and other places, that karma must eventually be balanced at the percentage of 100%, every jot and tittle of it. If it only takes 51% to make the ascension, what do we do with the other 49? Well, whatever percentage you can get to, and 51 is the minimum, if you make your ascension because you fulfilled the other requirements of the ascension, you find yourself an ascended master, but you find yourself an ascended master with karma that must still be balanced. And so you can't move on in your service or do the greatest things you'd like to until that's balanced. Mm -hmm. But the key is it is far harder to balance karma from the other side than it is on the planet Earth. We're in the physical realm where we mm -hmm. made our karma. We can go out and talk to people. You're an ascended master. If you can't just go to someone and say, gee, I gave you a bum steer about three lifetimes ago. I want to correct that. I'm so sorry for that village I burned. Yes. Yeah. And it's, so it's very difficult. So the key right. is to balance absolutely as much as yeah. you can while you're still in embodiment. That's where the violet flame comes in because, you know, the Hindus believe in reincarnation karma, but they believe it took me, you know, a million years to get where I am. It's going to take me another million to balance it. That's Ooh. not the case. When you use the violet flame and you're on a path of initiation of the Ascended Masters, you could do incredible things in one lifetime. Speeding it up. I feel like a New Yorker now. Well, let's get there now. Let's yeah, go. Right. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, there have been uh, Ascended Masters, I understand, who even though they've balanced all of their karma, have chosen to return to this plane of existence. Uh, is that true? And if so, why? Well, it is true. And I think I want to differentiate there just a little bit. There are bodhisattvas who have balanced their karma but have not actually taken their ascension. Ah. And they may return to serve or they may stay on the other side, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, and not take their ascension because they want to be closer to planet Earth in a sense. But there also have been instances that we know of where an ascended master has actually gotten a special dispensation of you or approval to return to planet Earth. John the Baptist was one of those. Mm -hmm. He was an ascended master. He was um, Elijah, mm -hmm. the prophet Elijah. And he, as Jesus mentioned the Bible, mm -hmm. you know, isn't Elijah mm -hmm. coming again? He says, yes, he came. He's John the Baptist. You know? right, yeah. And so that was a special dispensation. Uh, and Jesus was his disciple then. It was interesting as Elisha. Mm -hmm. But there are people that come back. And then, for instance, St. Germain, who took his ascension 
at the end of his uh, embodiment in the 17th century, actually came back. He didn't re-embody and was born again, but he had the dispensation to physically appear on the planet. He was known as the Wonder Man of Europe mm -hmm. and did his very best to create a United States of Europe as we have in this country. Unfortunately, it wasn't successful, but he was, he was cited in his historical record. He was around for 100 years. He never got older. Yeah, right. Well, so in what ways can it be challenging for an Ascended Master, as we just discussed, to enter the Earth plane and be that physically close to us? It must be hard. Well, it is. I mean, when you think of vibration, those that are close to God have become one with God, have a little bit different vibration than we do, even though we have God in us. We're living in a very dense physical plane. And because so it's dense and because there is, there is evil, unfortunately, mm -hmm. upon this planet, obviously, yep. and much misqualified energy, then it's actually painful for the ascended masters with all their light and their high vibration to come in proximity of planet Earth. Why do the angels wear armor when they go into battle? Because of this, this energy. And yeah. so it's not easy. But the reason they do come is because of love. And they know they want to help us because they know what it's like. They were here before. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't want to build up any monuments or anything like that to assist in our karma balancing. No, no Towers of Babel or anything like that. But isn't there a certain amount of enlightened self-interest that we're, we're talking about here in the balancing of our karma? Absolutely. The first person you must save is yourself. No one else is going to do that for you. <laughs> Jesus saved opportunity for you, but you have to make the effort for your own ascent. Just like on the airplane, you know, when the oxygen mask comes up, right. you put it Just on yourself first. <laughs> because you can't help someone else if you That's can't right. breathe. Oh. And so if you really want to help this planet and help other people, work on your ascension. Because that, you could give the greatest light, the greatest gift to this planet through the path of your service. And so it becomes initial goal for your own path but as you progress on the path and your love grows and your care for other people, it almost becomes secondary because you so want to help other people and care for them and give to them. And yet that process is also part of the ascension. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to take a break here. <laughs> it always hurts when we have to do that. When we return, we'll continue our discussion of the ascension, personal Christhood, and other topics with Sidney Bennett. Please don't go away. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back. More discussion with Sid Bennett on the subject of the Ascension, Christhood, and our other keys to spiritual victory. Uh, you know, Sydney, um, at the end of the last segment, we were kind of on a roll there, and we had to cut it short, unfortunately. But I wanted to ask you, um, if we do good deeds on earth, um, you know, those that live on after we're gone, how do they help us balance our karma? Well, if, for instance, if you do something on the earth before you ascend, that's still going to be there. For instance, if you write a book, if you uh, build a hospital that someone can get care in, um, if, you, if you do something that lives after you do, and many things we do does, you can get the good benefit of that to help you balance the karma. But unfortunately, there's another side to that as well. If you do something negative that continues after you, then you'll continue to get negative karma. Let me mm-hmm. give an example of that. For instance, let's say, let's go back to the Protestant Reformation. One of the things that result of that was the removal of Mother Mary from much of Christianity. Wow. And that was never the intention of God to do that or, or, mm-hmm. or, or Jesus. Mother Mary has a very unique role as God as mother. Well, people may have done that, might have done it for the wrong motives, but there could have been very sincere people that thought they were doing the right thing. And yet they have the karma of removing Mother Mary from literally millions of life streams that follow Protestant uh, theology. So what do you do in that case? I mean, how do you balance that karma? Well, one way you balance in this age of mass distribution and mass communication is you work on sponsoring organizations such as this, which brings forth the true teachings of Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is possible to balance the karma. We have the technology now to balance karma that we would never have before, simply by supporting things like this radio show going forth mm-hmm. that gives people the truth. If I may have given the falsehoods, which I'm sure we all did in previous lifetimes, and one of those dear souls is hearing the teachings today, that's a way I can balance karma. So you can see it's challenging but goes back to this great opportunity we have now that is so unique, mm-hmm. not only because of where we are in cosmic history, but because of technology and the amount of karma that can be balanced through technology mm. or whatever the various means, not to mention the violet flame. Wow. <laughs> That's a conversation Sid and I had, I think, walking to the cafeteria one day that, wow, it's amazing to think that one of the reasons why, you know, I've been a traveling instructor for years and we're on the radio and all these things is we have karma with a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> oh. we got to get it balanced. So here we are. <laughs> oh. Well, let's talk a little bit more about personal Christhood. Yeah. We know <laughs> that this is a explosive topic. We know that people can get um, a little testy about this. Yep. We hear constantly that Jesus was the only in Son of God, and it was for him alone to ascend. We don't necessarily agree, but Jesus himself said that what he did, we can do as well. Can we elaborate a little bit on this? Well, I think I have to go back to a premise that we've talked about in previous shows. The two unbelievable lies that have been perpetrated on this planet 
in terms of the role of Jesus. One is original sin. We have all sinned, but we're not sinners. We're created in the image of God. How can anyone think we're created as a sinner? That doesn't make any sense at all. So that's the first one. And the second one is that Jesus was the only son of God. And therefore, we would worship him. But far be it from us to ever aspire to be like him. And yet that was the truth of his mission. And it's interesting how this got distorted. Because I think Mm -hmm. when Jesus came forth, those forces that opposed him, the fallen angels and other things, couldn't stop him from coming. But what did they do? They said, okay, we know his message is out there. We're going to take it for our own, and we're going to change it. So Mm -hmm. the people that feel an affinity to Jesus won't get the real Jesus. They'll get our Jesus. And we believe the lie. And this is the time Mm -hmm. that we must repudiate that lie and accept the truth that Jesus says, the greater things I do, greater things you shall do. Mm -hmm. He wants us to follow him. It doesn't lower his status at all. It right. just elevates our divine plan, our purpose, our goal, which has been kept from us yeah, for birthright. thousands of years. You know, it goes back to what you were saying a moment ago, Sydney, about creating karma. Uh, those folks who perpetrated that myth, that lie, certainly have uh, piled up some karma. Well, the fallen ones don't worry about piling up karma because they know That's ultimately right. they're going to pay the price. But <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, many light bearers got sucked into this yeah. and yeah. got Supporting. misled. And so they made karma. And those are the ones we want to try and reach and help. You know, uh, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot with this one, Sydney, but we must assume that those in power over the doctrine and orthodoxy that's taught throughout all Western religion traditions must have had, as you just said a moment ago, perhaps very good reasons or intentions for choosing to do as they did and still do today. Has this been done with only good and benign intentions or is there perhaps something a bit more sinister at work? Well, I think it just reiterated what we just shared about yeah. in terms of the mm-hmm. fallen angels. And, you know, yeah. we've talked about that in the past. And, you know, our, our book, Fallen Angels and the Origin of Evil, tells mm-hmm. about Enoch and the coming of the fallen angels and what they did. So, yes, they want to prevent the truth from getting to people. The truth, they are sons and daughters of God. You know, we're not pond scum. We didn't evolve from, <laughs> you know, some, some, yeah. something that's in the water. I mean, right. there is evolution, but we have souls with the presence of God in us. And that is something that they want to keep from us because if they don't keep it from us, then we can make our ascension. This plan is going to change. As Mrs. Prophet mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, we see this in the Middle East, this kind of catching on fire for freedom, demanding it. Well, that's going to happen spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. And the fallen ones know when that fire ignites, yep. there's going to be no turning back and no stopping it. And this planet is going to be different because the truth is going to be out there for us all to know. And it's beginning right now. No, no, putting, no putting that genie back in the bottle once yeah. it gets out. You know, that's got to be our next T-shirt. We are not pond scum. I love that. <laughs> That's excellent. You know, we're going to get some. Um, we're going to get some mail, I'm sure, about this subject of Christhood. So we might as well just jump right in with with both feet and hands, and also consider our own personal candidacy to be ascended masters. The ascended masters in Jesus, among you know, the most prominent amongst the ascended masters. A lot of people miss that Jesus ascended master, you know, but he really is the one that we know the most and a good introduction. They've told us that we have the same potential to become ascended masters as they've shown. Is this true? Absolutely. You know, there is so much condemnation put upon the people of God on this planet. You're unworthy. You're a sinner. You're a bad person. You've made mistakes. You know, if you haven't read the book, The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, you've got to get it because it's humorous and it's a great book. But it's absolutely true is that there are 
entities that will put in your ear, you're a bad person, you're a terrible person, we call it aggressive mental suggestion, you're not worthy to become God, mm -hmm. you're not worthy to do this. <laughs> and the answer, of course, is, yeah, we've got problems, we've got karma, we've got imperfections. God never said we we're going to perfect the human. We have to put on our Christhood that is already there. There was a path, there's a way to do it. Mm -hmm. God in us is worthy of the ascension. Mm -hmm. Not our human foibles and shortcomings and mistakes and karma, but God in us is worthy. And so, therefore, once we accept that and acknowledge that, we can take responsibility for our karma, our actions, act like men instead of children. As, as Paul says, you know, when you grow mm -hmm. up, you act as a man. Right. Put away childish things. This is a path. There's a purpose. There's a way. And once we understand that, there's going to be no holding back the people of God on this planet. Oh, man. Uh, something to write on the mirror and look at every morning as I <laughs> shave. You know, if we choose not to feel worthy... And I'm not going to. Um, this is basically a denial of our true nature. I mean, feeling unworthy pushes us away from the direct proximity of God and the angels. I mean, this is really something that, that we don't want to do, but yet people do it. And, and what's, what's, a, what's a good tip for people to feel more worthy? Well, I think we can acknowledge that we make mistakes. We make them every day. It's the nature of being an embodiment. And hopefully we're not making the major ones anymore. But we've all done everything in every embodiment. Even the masters did it before their ascension. So acknowledge that that occurred and that now is the time that you're going to accept the possibility that you can balance that karma. You can, you can, you can return to God and fulfill your divine purpose. One of the risks, and some people fall into this, is self-condemnation. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy. I've made this, done this terrible thing. I can never balance my karma. Well, whatever your karma is, it can be balanced, and God will give you that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But when you condemn yourself, you're essentially condemning God in you, and that is an unforgivable sin. And so we don't want to do it anymore. No. You know, <laughs> acknowledge your accountability for your mistakes, but realize God has a plan for you, and God is in you, and so therefore you are worthy. Yeah. It almost sounds like one thing that we could do is whenever we find ourselves saying these things is just simply turn the statement directly around. Yeah. Instead of, I don't feel worthy, I am worthy. God in me is worthy. There you I go. am worthy of the path. I am yeah. worthy of balancing my you're, karma. You've written your own script right there. Absolutely. <laughs> don't let these projections come upon you that say you're not worthy. Indeed. You know, before we go, we should point out once again that not only are the teachings of the Ascended Masters available on our website, tsl.org, mm -hmm. in all formats, books, multimedia, ebooks, and the like, but we also offer Summit University courses online that focus on many of the keys to your spiritual victory that we've spoken of today. Yeah, please feel free to check out Summit University online at www.summituniversity.org and take a look around. New courses are coming online all the time. Please be sure to check in regularly. Yep, you know, that's all the time we have this week. Uh, I want to thank Sidney Bennett again for his usual wisdom and insight. And to all of you for tuning in, please join us again next week when we will discuss... God government. Yep, that should be good. In the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this, out of world. this world. Thank you very much. Again, for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.